Welcome to On Time In Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of On Time In Full, where today's spotlight is on tech trends and automation within the material handling and logistics industry. In this episode, we delve into how Designed Conveyor Systems is at the forefront of integrating cutting-edge automation technologies to revolutionize logistics and supply chain management. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and today we're joined by guest JJ Phelan. JJ, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let's start off by just going through name, title, a little bit about what you do in the industry, just a brief bio for our audience. Certainly. So um, I'm celebrating my second decade in the industry. I've been in uh, immaterial handling for about 20 years. Um, I was in the Navy for about nine years prior to that. So 2004, I joined this crazy industry. And uh, since then, I've fulfilled a lot of roles, um, whether it be service management or engineering or leadership. Um, in a couple different integrators, systems integrators. And uh, currently, I just joined DCS about three or four months ago. So I'm in my rookie year with DCS and enjoying it. Great company. And um, and my, my job title here is uh, Principal Solutions Consultant. Um, and I mainly focus on the front end of developing solutions for our customers and shepherding through the process of what that solution might look like, what the benefits they might gain, and um, and getting through the what we we would consider the full proposal process and uh, and getting them started on their automation journey. Fantastic! Well, congratulations on two decades in the industry. Uh, we <laughs> love to hear it, especially on these podcasts uh, where your knowledge will be uh, top tier for the topic at hand. Well, you know, let's start off by asking: uh, just having seen significant technological advances uh, between Modex 2022 and Promat 2023. What are some of the key evolutionary trends in automation that you expect to be most prominent at Modex coming up in 2024? Certainly. So uh, 2023, 2024, or excuse me, 22, 23, we definitely saw a lot of um, automation with respect to using AMRs, AMR technologies, especially uh, in, in the use of a goods to person type application. So I'm fully expecting to see a lot more of that. Um, we are very excited about Modex 2024, little marketing plug. We we are expecting a lot of traffic. We have a great spot there right up front. So you're gonna walk right by us. And if you do, you might as well stop and say hello. Um, hopefully that gives me some marketing cred with our team. Um, as we prepare for Modex, and actually as I was preparing for this podcast, I was looking at the exhibitor list for 2024. Um, and I was kind of, I don't, I don't say I was shocked because I was expecting this a little bit, but it's, it's been interesting watching the evolution of Modex and Promat and the type of displays and, uh, and the companies that present. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would have seen very large booths with a lot of equipment. It was very intense and heavy with equipment and systems. It was the bigger the booth with all of the equipment, the better. Um, and, you know, you're talking about a lot of ASRS, fixed infrastructure, big ASRS were very prominent. Um, and then maybe maybe it's scaled down a little bit over the past five, 10 years. And we've seen a lot more where automated robots, automated uh, mobile robotics has been kind of uh, on the come up with uh, the technology trend um, within our industry and the distribution and fulfillment industry. So we've seen a lot of that come alive. And now when I look at the, the list of exhibitors, I was thinking product, I was looking at the product categories. I mean, not, not just individual companies, but product categories, advanced analytics as a category, AI slash ML, augmented re reality. There was a category 
dedicated to blockchain. And I was just scratching my head going, wow, how the industry has so much evolved over the past 20 years since I've been in it. So to me, I'm excited to see that um, those new technologies um, introduce themselves into our industry. Uh, but from a hardware and systems perspective, the engineer inside of me um, is excited to see the continued use of AMRs um, and how that has exploded. And more and more companies presenting their solutions that have their own unique you know, solve for mobile robotics with high density storage to create a very unique goods to person concept that is suitable for very specific applications. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing in Modex. And how are automated solutions, particularly in robotics, evolving to address the ongoing labor shortage issues in material handling and logistics? What are you seeing there? Certainly. Yeah, certainly. You know, just like I said, one of my Modex expectations, I guess we'll call that a mode expectation. Uh, <laughs> A good one. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, is the exposure of this new AMR adaptations to create these GTP solutions, GTP meaning uh, goods to person. Um, so the list of OEMs is definitely long and their integration partners and the OEMs themselves, that list is getting longer and longer. And, and each new solution, it, uh, it addresses a very specific like order profile model for a very unique physical inventory set of characteristics. So we're probably going to see a lot of AMR or GTP type solutions that accommodate a single or low line item e-commerce fulfillment model effectively all the way to like a full pallet mixed or single skew pallet store replenishment fulfillment model or something in between, all with the intent of removing as much wasted labor as possible within a fulfillment center, which is the goal of, of fulfillment operations, specifically reducing that wasted time associated with either traveling, searching, picking, placing. Those are those activities that don't add any value. So you want to minimize, eliminate, reduce as best as possible. So that's how I feel these these uh, these AMRs and robotics are, are really going to make themselves more prevalent um, in the show at Modex. It's very exciting stuff to hear about. And I, we would this wouldn't be a podcast. We weren't going to bring up generative AI. So can you discuss the role of that, uh, like seen in ChatGPT, but especially in enhancing warehouse management software, particularly in areas like inventory management and order fulfillment. Absolutely. So um, ChatGPT, especially as kind of come to the forefront with, uh, you know, with, with uh, everything nowadays, especially if you look at all your socials, everybody's talking about ChatGPT, trying to use it uh, to the best of their ability. Chat GPT in and itself is mainly used for content creation. So I don't think that that tool is going to have a ton of impact. Maybe I'm wrong, but definitely believe that uh, AI and uh, machine learning uh, will have an impact on our industry. And I feel like it's already here. We're already using it. However, we haven't even scratched the surface of its use and applicability. However, uh, you were kind enough to give me this question in advance. So I used ChatGPT to kind of figure out what is the right answer for this, just to kind of gauge how effective ChatGPT is. <laughs> so I threw the the question into ChatGPT and man, it nailed it. it. It hit it on the head. There was a couple items that I was thinking of that I wasn't thinking of that ChatGPT did. Now, as it relates to things that I was thinking of that I've already witnessed, especially with our WES that we've created here at TCS, you know, we, you can use AI and machine learning with uh, with within WES uh, using natural language interface for your inventory management or your WMS. So you have a lot of users 
in in a in a warehouse that have to interface with the inventory management, whether they're replenishing or picking. And so the easy, easier you can make that, the better. And and AI is certainly generative AI is certainly at the forefront of doing that. Um, that couples directly with automated data entry and, and updating all your data. They're kind of go hand in hand um, using whether it if, if it's not like language interface uh, for for that, it could be other kind of sensory data or textual data uh, interface that helps with that, too. Uh, predictive analytics, you know, that that's certainly we're using predictive analytics, not just in in distribution and fulfillment, but all throughout all industries. So that certainly is going to come help optimize um, specifically inventory management, order profile management, that kind of a thing. And then there's probably a whole bunch of other other uh, adaptations of AI, ML, even ChatGPT, you know, to help out with uh, fulfillment operations in our industry. Well, with the advent of AI tools and coding, how has software development uh, for warehouse management systems evolved at DCS? What have you seen there? Certainly. So that's a great question because uh, we have actually just launched our WES software. Uh, we've branded it as Datum. So it's a fully fully functional warehouse execution system software. It is, it's beyond its rookie year. It's, it's out there. It's integrated. It has uh, use cases um, already in the field, fully functional, includes WMS integration, order planning, synchronization, prioritization, container routing interfaces with all the different islands of automation, everything that you would expect from a modern WES system. Um, like I mentioned, it is very highly adaptable to WMS and is very modular and uh, and flexible for all the different automation technologies. In the development of it, I'm not positive, but I'm fairly certain that that our coders probably used some uh, AI tools in order to create the content uh, and develop the the WS software. But I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a coder. I'm definitely not. Uh, I do know that the uh, um, effectiveness of the WS that we've created is fantastic. And I know that the, we're, we're looking at many other features that do include um, uh, AI, which includes the features that I previously talked about, whether it's natural land using, you know, adaptive natural language uh, interface or any kind of um, uh, uh, like data entry, updating and predictive analytics, that kind of a thing. Absolutely. And, you know, while there's always uh, these massive pros to using AI, a, a lot of these uh, generative tools, there will always be some kind of challenge uh, going along with implementing it. So while AI and ML offer significant advantages, what are just some of the, the limitations that you've encountered in implementing these technologies and material handling solutions? Certainly. So in, in the beginning of the podcast, you talked about cutting edge technologies. So um, it, you know, this podcast being the subject of cutting edge technology, there, there's definitely no sharper edge than AI and ML right now, um, which is kind of interesting because, you know, if you go back 10 or 20 years ago, distribution and fulfillment typically wasn't on the forefront of cutting edge. Um, we would lag, you know, software development or software or, or manufacturing. Those were the industries that would adapt to more cutting edge technologies and we would kind of lag a little bit. But I don't believe that to be the case anymore. I think I think we're starting to overcome that um, the, distribu or the distribution fulfillment is starting to overcome the industry, uh, the manufacturing industry in that regard. So with that, the biggest challenge I feel is um, well, for us, is largely associated with WS. That's WS is is warehouse execution software is where we have started to use AI and, and ML. So um, to me, that seems to be 
the biggest challenge. It's just learning and understanding and the use and applicability of it. Um, how we can develop methods for adaptively learning order profile characteristics for continuous improving order or wave planning and work synchronization. And then again, as I previously mentioned, we're looking for potential future improvements uh, in the use of AI for our WES to include natural language interfaces and predictive analytics and quality control, error detection, those kind of things. And moving on more to the operational side, I mean, what are some of the biggest challenges companies face when implementing these types of solutions, uh, the advanced automated kind into their operations? Certainly. So um, as, I, as I already mentioned, the biggest challenge on our side is the learning and understanding and the use and applicability of these advanced technologies. However, um, we're a systems integrator in the material handling industry. If, if we don't open our minds up and learn, then the industry will pass us by. So like simple survival instinct, we are forced to keep ourselves sharp and on that cutting edge of technology and industry so we can offer those solutions to our customers. However, the biggest challenge we face with this technology is presenting them to the customers for their considerations in their operations. So it's not necessarily on our end understanding what kind of cutting edge technologies can be applied. It's mainly communicating with our customers and having them realize it and learn it and, and be willing to accept those, um, those technologies because they do represent a large capital investment a lot of times. There is simulation and modeling maturity, like we, we would like to be able to simulate and model everything that we do, but because some of these technologies are so new, the maturity level of simulation modeling is not there yet. So you have to go on faith a little bit um, in theory. Um, there's just not a lot of use cases. So use cases do a good job in, 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 in easing anxiety of some of our potential customers and, and allowing them to not just dabble their, feet, their foot in the shallow end, just to dive in the deep end and say, look, these other companies have done it. It's a proven technology. We're going to go ahead and do that. Sometimes with these cutting edge technologies, it's not as easy to do that, to take that deep dive into the pool and willingness to do that. So, and then a lot of times, Making a decision to go into uh, to, to to accept uh, and invest in what could be a large capital investment in these cutting edge technologies, uh, they could be career defining. So if you're asking someone to make that career defining decision, you know there could be there could be some you know some back and forth, some hesitancy. And so on our end, we feel like that's probably the biggest challenge for us is to help over identify and overcome those those hesitancies. Well, as we start to close up here, let's talk a little bit about design conveyor systems and how they're playing sure. a role in advancing automation within the material handling sector. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, I've only been with ECS for a few minutes, a few minutes, a few months. Um, it didn't take me long to recognize that our greatest strength is our technical capability. Our, we have solutions engineers, systems engineers, project engineers, all of whom incredibly intelligent. They've got a high desire to create and learn and improve. And I've noticed that when we have like idea sharing meetings, the audience is very large. Uh, the amount of technical content that is being batted back and forth is can be overwhelming sometimes because everybody has a good idea. Uh, and so from from our end of it, um, we, it's just our sharp engineers. We do we do a great role a great job in, in shepherding our engineers to be able to share all those interesting and, and, uh, and cool technologies in our industry. One of the goals that we have, just like any other integrator should be, is to develop a concept for our customers to create solutions that maximizes their return on invested capital. 
typically done, as we already mentioned, through the benefit of labor reduction of the system that will provide, as well as incre increased fulfillment capacity. Uh, and so when we do this, we try to be as collaborative as possible with our customers. And, and, and some of the, the, the companies that we deal with, or even the industries, all companies within a specific industries, they might have a larger or smaller appetite to assume risk with new technologies. So the challenge in understa is understanding our customers and their willingness to see how far down that cutting edge of the sword they're willing to take. Uh, so I'll give an example. We, we have a, a real-time example, actually. I'll, I'll withhold the, the name and even the industry. However, it's a retail-based customer. It's a large, large branded name. Everybody knows the name. Um, they have a challenge or they've presented us a challenge that uh, they want to build mixed uh, pallets of mixed SKUs of heavy bags um, very labor intensive, a lot of safety considerations when you're building these mixed SKUs of heavy bags, if you could imagine. They want, for the most part, a lights out solution, something that doesn't have any physical labor, any personal labor for it. Again, that would reduce a lot of labor uh, headcount as well as alleviate a lot of their safety concerns with this mixed, uh, mixed SKU uh, pallet building situation. Uh, and so what we've done is we have developed a fully automated solution that includes vision systems on gantry cranes with AI technologies to learn and adapt to these big, heavy bags that we're going to be palletizing. We are using AMRs for full and empty pallet movement, automated wrapping and labeling. Essentially, it's a lights out mixed skew pallet build operation in a new and innovative manner that has never been done before. So we were all excited about it and, uh, and, and the customer was excited about it. But then when, when the time came to, to seal the deal, essentially, they were a little apprehensive, rightfully so. Um, so what we decided to do is pivot a little bit. We're gonna do a proof of concept for them first, a much smaller scale, just to show that this, although this might be the first time, it's the adaptation of a whole bunch of technologies, you know, all coming together at once that has never been done before. In theory, it sounds like it could be a home run but we certainly understand the, app, uh, the apprehension. So we're doing a little proof of concept for them. Um, after we do that, we're gonna measure the results, analyze for improvements, and then determine if we wanna take the deep dive uh, into the deep end of the pool and apply that to the much larger operation to see what kind of benefits that they can have. So to me, that is, that is how we're overcoming some of those, um, I don't wanna say objections, just hesitancies on willingness in, a, in, in order to, uh, um, um, adapt to all the changing technologies in our industry. Well, that wraps up the conversation for today. So thank you to JJ for joining on this, this episode of On Time in Full. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I enjoyed it. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit designedconveyor.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>